Hey everyone, welcome back to Pretending with Dice. As always, I'm your host and game master, AJ. Uh, before we get to today's episode, I just wanted to take a moment to repoint all of you towards the social media pages of the great cast members that I get to work with when making this show. Uh, one thing that we don't normally do, as uh, well as long-time listeners will uh, know, is uh, have our cast reintroduce themselves at the top of every episode. Uh, this is pretty much just down to the way that we record. Um, some sessions we get multiple episodes from, sometimes it's just the one episode, and sometimes an episode will have material from multiple recording sessions in it. So um, we just, I don't know, we, we just don't tend to reintroduce ourselves every time. Um, I do make a point of putting our cast Twitter handles in the episode description, uh, but as I know, not everyone reads, <laughs> maybe reads those every time. Uh, so I thought it was past time that, uh, yeah, I gave them all out again at the top of the show. Um, so you can go ahead and follow our amazing cast. Uh, you can find Eden at Monkey Magic Eden, Dragon at Dragon underscore PRPG, Amy at Meg the Picked, Mark at Marcus Malice 87, and finally uh, Sharona, the voice of our ship's computer, at Bad Banfer. Uh, I'm super honoured to uh, work with the cast that we've assembled for Frontier, uh, most of whom have been on multiple series here on Pretending with Dice before. Uh, we have a ton of fun every time that we record, and uh, I just, yeah, I really hope you're all having as much fun listening as we're having uh, playing the game. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so, yeah, without any further ado, um, I think it's time to get into today's episode then. Uh, enjoy! Previously on Frontier. Crew of the Deterrent Warp Vessel, this is Captain Harrison Collins of the Federation Starship Tenzing. Are you receiving me? We, we submit ourselves to judgment. We should not have left the sphere. Lord, please forgive us. No, no, stand up, stand up. There's, uh, there's no need for any of that. Uh, as, as you command, Lord. Anyone can knock up a cockpit, but, uh, well, this here is pretty much a one-to-one recreation of Cochrane's engine, if you ask me. You know how many first warp flight vessels are in the Federation database, Commander? 327. You know how many had an inverter in that particular configuration? Just the one ship. That's right, just the one. Our congregation is not always looked upon favorably. Some of our congregation's teachings are not compatible with the mainstream views. You're, uh, fringe. Yes, sir. The final page. At the bottom, however, just a couple of lines of text in English, in standard Federation lettering. Finally, a series of short lines drawing unmistakably the Starfleet insignia. I guess it's safe to say there's a moment of tense silence 
as you all read through the text in English on this incredibly old Dratiran document, clearly declaring the fire of the gods covetously hoarded by self-proclaimed superior cultures now shared freely as it always should have been. The Dratirans themselves, uh, Rane and Varai, uh, are just kind of looking at you expectantly. Do you mind if we uh, just take uh, a look at it um, and use some... I swear our equipment won't be harmful to the your relic, but um, do you mind if we just have a look at it? They quietly confer for a moment in the manner that you've gotten used to them doing before turning back to you. Uh, so long as the document is not damaged... That uh, that should be fine. Nope, I, I, I assure you we will do our utmost not to, to damage it at all. Um, and Murphy's just going to start taking a tricorder out and do a light scan. Okay. What are you actually scanning for specifically here then? I want to know how old it is um, and if if it was maybe like weapons damage that this is maybe like why this fragment's here Um or I mean, or the, maybe like, what? Why the why the quotes there? Is that what you mean, and, and all that, or how how, how do yeah, you? Yeah, I'm, I'm one to yeah, or maybe if they're like, um, what the what they're made from, like what made the mark. Okay. Get an analysis of that. I mean, without even rolling, I will say it looks like it's written on there in very similar type of ink and everything to the to the rest of the document. It just looks like at a certain point it just switches to English. Hmm. But you can definitely do a scan to see if, sort of, see how. Um, I guess how would this be like to see how old it is? Um, well, I'm guessing this would be a science, or even scan, just actually. the composition of it. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. I guess. Uh, can I get a reason science check from you? This would be difficulty two. Um, so you're aiming 2D20. for yeah two d twenty, and you're aiming for under twelve on both of them. Oof. Six and ten. Okay, one success. Hmm, okay, so well, it's not a full success, but it is a partial success. Okay, well, I will say you can tell the paper is at least a couple of centuries old. That is all you can get from it with the one success. Okay. Uh, Johnny is in absolute shock here and shoots a glance over towards the uh, Traterans. Mm-hmm. Says, uh, what's, what's the origin of this document? Where did you get this? It was uh, discovered among the ruins of the ancient Temple of Theldon uh, during an archaeological excavation uh, around 50 years ago. How old are we talking, this Theldon place? What's the? Uh, is there any historical significance to your people? We cannot be completely sure when it was buried, but uh, it was uh, lost during a volcanic event many centuries ago. Uh, certain writings speak of, of many such events on our world uh, occurring perhaps 600 years ago or so. Uh, we, we believe Theldon was buried during this time. I see. Would you be able to um, point, I suppose, if we were to uh, visit your planet, Like, would you be able to show us Theldon from orbit? And perhaps we could take some scans and uh, see if there are any hints of Starfleet technology, perhaps? And then he, he, look, he looks to his teammates as he's saying this. Our congregation has built our settlement on the site of ancient Theldon, so uh, yes, it would not be a problem to show you its location. I see. What do you think, officers? It's, it's, it's a potential option, but we'd have to clear it with the captain, because it might 
violate the Prime Directive. Any civilization that can start to explore space has to have space telescopes or some kind of scanning equipment. Yeah, I, I suppose there's the first contact rules that we need to follow here. Mm, we'd be first wanting to deal with the leadership of the overall planet before mm. individuals. But this this document, this begs a lot of questions. Johnny eyes the uh, Dratarians a little suspiciously. <laughs> Trust nobody. Johnny Connaught way. <laughs> Is it possible to scan the document for any traces of handling it? Not necessarily fingerprints or anything like that, but is there a way that we can scan it to see if there's any kind of, I suppose fingerprinting in a way, but any kind of matches to humanoid species to see if anyone else other than the Jeterians have handled it? Yeah, yeah, you can do that. That's totally an option. Okay. All right. Let's give that a go then. Um, I'm guessing we could use a tricorder for this. Yes, you could. Um, okay. And I will whip out a tricorder. Your trusty tricorder. Um, <laughs> I, I say, I, I'll say to the Jeterians, I just want to do one more additional scan, if that's okay. Uh, of course. Go ahead. Thank you. So, out comes the tricorder. Okay, again, this will be Reason Science, uh, which for you is a lot easier. Uh, that is 17 you're aiming for. Um, and again, difficulty 2 on this one. Okay, here we go. 11 and a 9. 11 and a 9. Uh, as your two successes. Yep, yeah, okay. Booyah. Um, I will have to ask, before I give you an answer, did any of you handle this with your own hands as you were looking through it? No, Johnny's been kind of peering over. I'm, I'm assuming Murphy seems to be the one that's closest to it at this point so mm. he, I've scanned it, I've not really touched it. Okay, like, when you were first going through it, how did because um, I, will t- I, will I will let you retcon if you say the Jeterian the spread it out for you, I will let that be a retcon um, but <laughs> if one of you is like, yeah, I flipped through it <laughs> then this isn't a leading question I just need to know I'm assuming they put it down on the table for us yeah yeah, that's what I thought. Anyway, yeah, I know. I'm very conscious of that. That seemed to be like a quite lead. Oh, by the way, by the way, did you skew the results of the thing you've already rolled for? That wasn't what I meant. You know what I mean? I just yeah. In, no, that's weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did not touch it. Okay, all right. So it takes you a few minutes then. Um, just going over every page. I take it. Just sort of looking for everything. Yeah. Um, you only get uh, Dratiran DNA. Right. And very little of that as well. It seemed like this was quite a a rarely handled, rarely fully handled document. You know, this wasn't like mm. pulled out at all the all times or whatever. No, so it's kind of a declaration of independence. Very few people have ever actually handled it. Yeah, just just the people who signed it and Nicolas Cage. That's it. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But uh, yeah, no, uh, no Federation um, affiliated species DNA or not. Okay, that's the scan finished. Nothing additional to add. Thank you very much. So, so okay, right. Anything else you want to do with this talk? Like I said, I, I'm leaving this open to any anything you want to try. You can do any any calls you want to make. Anybody you want to pull in. I, I'm I've set the scene and and leaving it up to you at this point. This is um yeah. Johnny Johnny's not very proficient at engineering related stuff in the slightest. No. So I think it's fair to say that he can't really make heads or tails of anything other than the fact that there's a Starfleet insignia on this thing. Hmm. If there would be anything significant there that he, he can't see it. But with that in mind, um, 
do either of you recognize anything within the uh, calculations and text that are here alongside the uh, Starfleet insignia? This is a, quite a document. I'm, I'm guessing th did this... And he turns to the Dratirans. Did this influence in any way the ship that you've built? Well, yes, we uh, we followed the instructions contained within when constructing our vessel. Uh, see here. He traces a finger along a line of Dratiran script, which you, you can't read. A chariot to travel above the skies to, to commune directly with the Laldron. And he sort of kind of looks and nods as if to, like without thinking, as if to say, meaning you guys, um, before <laughs> kind of catching himself. Um, but yeah, he's sort of pointing out sections and not kind of really clocking that, yeah, you guys can't read along with him. And it's sort of pointing in sort of reference that there are kind of bits that are diagrams, which you can sort of see are like, well, that, yeah, that looks like a warp intermixed chamber. This looks like a general structural diagram of what they should be building. It's clearly... While you're not sure of like the sort of exact wording wrapping it all up, I mean, because this is being they do consider it a religious document, so there must be some sort of the trappings of giving. You know, the document must sort of. It's not like here's a here's an instruction manual document. It it's it's clearly got you know the right religious language entwined within it to give it the um, uh, prominence that it has got with these people, but it is still quite clearly some kind of instructions to uh, to build a warp vessel i'd say it, a good way of putting it would be that it's instructions to build a warp vessel disguised as instructions to talk to god <laughs> i'm right? just imagining the, this phrasing now <laughs> and and yay thou shalt eject the warp core <laughs> when when the warning sirens have so tomed doom or i don't, I don't know something <laughs> And yay, um, <laughs> and yay, the prophet turned to his right-hand man and said, Behold, Klingons on the starboard bow. And <laughs> Klingons on the starboard bow. Klingons on um, the starboard bow. <laughs> Murphy's like looking over going, we're going to need an engineer to look at this as well. Ray, can you get someone up from engineering? Come this on just it. looks... Some of it makes sense and some of it is just odd. <laughs> Well, you're kind of, yeah, you're kind of in an office just off of the shuttle bay at the moment, and the, the head of engineering is in the shuttle bay at the moment with some of his team. Mm. Yeah, go grab him. <laughs> sure, I'll go and get Carter in here. And then I turn and walk out to fetch the good engineer. Okay. While you're doing that, just before you go, um, Johnny's... Too late, the doors have closed. <laughs> well, as you're going out, then. <laughs> as I'm going out the door. Uh, Johnny goes, I just got one more question. And he points at the Starfleet insignia and says, Is is that the sign of the Laldron? Uh um not as such, no. Um this is not a symbol we've we've seen anywhere else, but um we, we believe it to be a secret mark of the prophet who left us the revelation. Although we do not know his name. I see. Hmm. Uh, each of you bear this mark upon you. He points to your communicator badges. And the sacred script, uh, although we do not know its meaning, your own vessel bears. Uh, this is how we came to believe you were uh, who we sought. He kind of points to, I mean, it's, you know, you've got stuff with things written in English on all the screens on, around here and everything, and he's sort of just pointing to things. See here, the sacred lettering, you use it too. And it's just a replicator that says replicator on the top. <laughs> 
please input you know input in that they clearly can't read english but then they're no you know it's more the style of the text itself uh, murphy's just gonna look at them and be like there's nothing sacred about these lettering these are just our language this is and she's going to point to the replicator it's a replicator it, it helps it creates food sustenance or it's science not magic I mean it sounds pretty magical it's pretty, it does yeah, sound pretty magic <laughs> <laughs> what, what's the phrase any sufficiently advanced technology looks like magic to the uneducated yep yep yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the point I'm trying to make is basically that they see the Latin alphabet and the Starfleet insignia as uh, sacred symbols, really, from, from their inclusion in this document, uh, despite not knowing what they actually mean. Mm. Johnny's got kind of a quizzical look and just says, oh, but, well, thank you for being so forthright about this. Are, are you, I mean, you said that you're not a popular group on your planet. Are you, are you under threat? Uh, yes, um... Our congregation is small. Uh, the teachings of our elders are not accepted in wider society. Uh, the, the other congregations do not believe we should uh, reach out to the Laudron as we do. They see it as blasphemy. Well, you'll be safe with us. Starfleet looks after people like you. You're not the first. They nod, but you, you still kind of sense a little bit of sort of trepidation about them, about the whole thing. Uh, Murphy's going to take a scan of the document so that they have it in their records. Um, like just a, for a, a scan, scan, as in like a scanning, like yeah, as in like putting it in a, an HP inkjet scanner. <laughs> like kind of scan. <laughs> as, in, as in like scanning it so that they can yeah. have a visual. Yeah, <laughs> maybe she makes a copy of it. Yeah, so you could yeah, put it in the holodeck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and have a de- detailed look at it so that they, I can re- we can return it to the the. Yeah, um, there's too many types of scans theory. in this game. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, I mean that's simple enough to do. I mean, you you've got you, you can do it with a tricorder, but you could probably even do it just with the general kind of equipment in the in the room. And that, um, yeah, yeah, simple enough to do. No need to, no rolls needed to take a uh, make a copy of the the document. Uh, if your examinations are complete, might we return the scroll to its case? Of course, of course, of course. Um, thank you for allowing us to look at it. They uh, they gather up all the sort of pages and parts of the scroll, uh, very carefully returning them to the cylinder uh, in which they were stored. Uh, but yeah, you now have a copy of it saved on the ship's computer, which you can study all that you like. I'm going to bring it back on to the screen, so when Ray comes back with uh, Carter, they can have a, a look at it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ponder a bit more. Uh, speaking of, uh, the doors open at this point and Ray and Carter enter. Uh, Carter carrying what you would recognise as a standard Starfleet dilithium storage module. A kind of small but secure uh, container into which you can see uh, he has placed the decrystallised chunk of dilithium uh, which was found inside the Jeteran ship's engine. Uh, he sets the module down on the desk. Alright then, what can I help you with, Commander? Um, come and look at this. I wonder if you could, like, point us out to anything that's unusual. I mean, it's going to look unusual, given what some of it says, but you're an engineer. What do these mean? It comes up to the screen. What, what, what exactly are you pointing at? There's, I mean, there's, there's a few diagrams and such. I'm going to point to one of the formulas or the, the equations that 
doesn't make sense to her. Okay. Do you recognize that? Hmm. Not in this state, no. Uh, computer, could you translate this to English for me? Affirmative. Uh, a few seconds later, the, um, all of the text shifts into English from the Dratiran script. Oh. Ah, uh, that's better. Hmm, yes. Ah, oh, well, yes, the, the, these are warp equations, yes. Uh, nothing too out of the ordinary. The annotation here is a bit flowery for my taste, but yes, uh, looks like they did the math properly, at least. So, these are sound? The calculations are spot on? Oh, yes. Well, closer they need to be for a vessel of this size. Uh, wouldn't trust the tolerances for something as big as the Tenzing, but uh, saw them through fine. Uh, got surprisingly far with such a small amount of dilithium, too. Carter, these these are a couple of centuries old. Hmm. And were written down on a piece of paper left by someone from the Federation. And these guys have built a ship and made it here. Well, they did all right if you ask me. <laughs> the math works, no matter how old it is. We, uh, we merely followed the instructions of the scroll. Uh, it has been, uh, buried for 500, maybe 600 years. Hmm, interesting. Pre-Federation, then. Well, pre-human spaceflight, if you get right down to it. Murphy's just gonna look at him. What? Bonnie's <laughs> <laughs> aghast and just looking around a little bit. Kind of confused. And yeah, dumbfounded. Hmm. Murphy's just gonna look at him and go, Oh god. This is a bigger head. Uh. Mm, yes, <laughs> quite a pickle. But this document to have Starfleet, a Starfleet insignia on it, it, it this must be some kind of time travel occurrence. Let's not uh, let's not jump to conclusions just yet. Johnny stares at the insignia and studies it as closely as he can. Is it like absolutely a perfect Starfleet insignia? Like there's no denying what it is. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's pretty much a one-to-one. There's there's not really any uh, any mistaking it, if that makes sense. Ray, do you have any more scans you'd like to do? I think we should inform the captain as soon as that is possible. Nothing left that I want to check on this one, Commander. I think the next step is to tell the captain we've scanned this document and got everything we can out of it. So the next step is potentially to visit their homeworld and see if there's anything else there that might shed light on why this insignia is almost an exact match for our own. Connor, I want you to stay with the Dutirin. Make them comfortable. Get them something to eat. Uh, check back with the doctor. Ray and I'll head up to the captain in form of the situation. Hi, sir. Just one thing, Ensign. Don't take them to one of your holodeck programs. We don't want to scare them too much. Johnny kind of... He doesn't grimace, but he kind of winces a little bit. Says, I serve. If you run out of things to do, take them back to sickbay. I, I was uh, thinking that was exactly where I would uh, take them if they require it. And he turns to the Dratirans. How are they looking? Uh, one of them is sort of... Is, is sort of making almost a... It's not about... To, it's not like grabbing it behind your back, but it's sort of quite clearly like sort of looking like they want to take the, the dilithium back. So, may we bring the speaking stone with us? It, it should not be parted from the revelation. Johnny looks to the uh, rest of the group, not knowing much about whether that's a safe thing to do. Ruff is just going to look at the engineer. 
Oh, of course, yes, it's, it's all sealed up. <laughs> Take it if you like. <laughs> what did you call it? The speaking stone? He scrolls through the document on the screen. Ah, yes, here it is. Uh, the speaking stone. To commune with the Laldron place at the heart of the device. Well, that's uh, one way of saying place the dilithium crystal in the dilithium crystal chamber, I guess. <laughs> so it's not going to cause a pickle, Commander? Oh, no, uh, not in its current state. Fully decrystallized. Might hurt if you dropped it on your foot, but that's about it. Okay. Okay. And Johnny picks it up off the table and passes it over to the uh, Draterans. Hmm. And says, um, are you uh, both feeling okay? Are you, uh, are you both hungry? Could I get you a drink? Let me take you down to uh, Ten Forward. We, we relax in this part of our ship. I think you might enjoy the view. Sorry, I really love Johnny's go-to is either the holodeck or Ten Forward. There's no in-between. <laughs> really. well, where else am I going to take him where it's kind of like this is a casual place. You're not going to have stress here. I suppose I could take him to quarters if anybody wants to override me, but that's that's, that's Johnny's move is to take him to Ten Forward. Take the lead on this. You, you, know, you want to take him to Ten Forward and if nobody else is going to tell you anything differently, uh, I'm not going to bar you from doing anything. <laughs> This is your choice to make. Yep, that's, that's where... Yeah. Fair enough. I'll, I'll, that's, off we go. And yeah, Johnny kind of nods to the rest of the group and leads the Draterans out. Okay, all right. Um, let, let's, stay with, uh, let's stay with the officers um, for the moment then. Um, and we'll check in with Johnny in a bit, I think. So Johnny leaves... Uh, Commander Carter is still studying the diagram a little bit, but you get the feeling he's just kind of a little bit engrossed in it now. Um, like you've, you've handed him an interesting uh, new document describing how to put together a very similar Phoenix prototype um, and you know that's right in his you know this is the kind of thing he'd look up for fun kind of thing so he's almost not really paying attention to the rest of the room at this point um, in fact actually I think I had him last time tell you that he'd built his own Phoenix prototype as a hobby yes. yeah yeah he's a bit of a nerd when it comes to this kind of stuff <laughs> Um, so yeah, what would you what would you like to be doing now? Then you have got Ray or Murphy. I don't think we have any more scans to do. Um, so I imagine we'll probably just head up towards the captain and mm -hmm. report in. Sure. We'll just head up that way then. Okay. Ray, you coming? <laughs> Unless you've got something to do. <laughs> okay. So uh, yeah, you get on a turbo lift. Bridge. It's a pretty quick trip, and uh, by happenstance, as you disembark from the turbo lift, uh, the captain is just stepping out of his ready room. Ah, good. The two of you are here. I've just appraised Admiral Flanders of the situation. Uh, I want all senior staff in the conference room right away. He nods to Commander Talin, who was occupying the captain's chair on the bridge. Commander, if you would join us. She stands and follows you as you all head to the conference room. So, joined by Arela and eventually Carter, once he's finally prized away from all the stuff down in the shuttle bay, uh, you are all sat around the main conference room table. I'd imagine we've got uh, a diagram, the, the actual uh, display up of the, the document. Sure, yeah, um, if you wanted to. Display. Yep, um, and explaining to them what we've found so far, and that the document might be as, as old as the Federation, or older. Older. Yeah. I mean, it would put it into. Older. Yeah. That would put you into. Well, we're in 2378. So. Um, 1800s? 1800s. Yeah. It's, it's, it's seriously something to consider looking into, sir. 
the fact that these people are a minority among their kind as well has some significance to it. The opportunity could be lost. Hmm, indeed, yeah. Plus, added to that, the rarity of our planet's first warp flight being carried out against the wishes of the world's rulers. Hmm. This document here is the real crux of it, though. I'd say a prime directive violation is what's happening here, but if it is, as you say, over 500 years old, it raises some big questions. A Starfleet insignia and instructions on how to build a warp vessel on a document older than the Federation itself? Hmm. I don't like it. What makes it even more strange, sir, is the fact that the ship that these aliens, for lack of a better word, have used... I mean, it's definitely... It's not completely one-to-one of the original Phoenix flown by Zephyr Cochrane and built by him as well, but it's near as damn it. We're talking, based on the findings of the team that I had working down there, we're talking 80 to 90% match in terms of schematics, building materials, and even down to the layout of the antimatter chamber for the dilithium. I mean, when you think about it, how can a document that predates the Federation by it's merely the age that we're getting from the scans, how can that contain intimate knowledge and instructions on building a replica of the first warp ship? We need to be cautious here, I think. Uh, Admiral Flanders agrees with me that this whole situation is already out of the ordinary, but uh, there's definitely more going on here than we currently understand. It may come to it that we uh, don't go ahead with any further progression of the first contact procedures. What would happen with the... with Ronnie and Vary then? Well, that's a good question. Frankly, if I may, um, both of them did appear to be genuinely concerned for not only their well, their own lives, but well, they thought they were sacrificing them anyway on this trip, but that their whole community could be white, could and would be wiped out. Just for taking on this venture? For having that that paperwork to begin with. For going against the uh, going against the rest of the planet's um, orthodoxy. Hmm. We could be looking at mass extermination of a minority. And it's not as if that hasn't happened on your own planet, Captain, in many in centuries past. Whether the Prime Directive allows us to do this or not, I feel we need to. We feel we should do something, even if it's at a distance. Unfortunately, Commander, that's the one thing the Prime Directive is clear on in this case. We can't interfere with the internal affairs of a pre-warp society, no matter how barbaric those affairs might be. It's out of our hands. Unfortunately, sir, what doesn't appear to be out of our hands is the fact that they know of us now. If they go back, whether they willingly tell people or try and keep it to themselves, they will find out about us eventually. And it might make things worse for them. Hmm. It's a messy situation. I'll confer again with the Admiral. Uh, this new information about the age of the document may give us some wiggle room. We may be able to come up with some alternatives. There was one other thing, Captain. One of the Jatirans, when questioned by another member of the crew, 
uh, revealed that this document was actually found when they were excavating the settlement where they currently live. Whether they found it by chance or they were looking for it, it's possible that they do sit upon the answer to this mystery, which potentially throws another spanner in the works, so to speak. That would provide us another avenue of investigation, Captain. Perhaps if we could get a closer look at where it was found, it might give us some answers. Could we send an away team, sir? Undercover away team? It's not unheard of in Federation history. Given that the rest of the society appears to be pre-war, I believe it would be possible for us to go down undetected. Um, the difficulty is going to be trying to move quietly through a population that is already very aware of external risk factors to their survival. We would need a lot of cooperation from our two guests. The Doctor is correct, Captain. I believe the Dratiran Society's natural level of paranoia will work against us in this regard. The Captain looks uh, pensive. Hmm, it's an option though. We'd have to beam down from a very high orbit. The last thing we need is someone looking through a telescope and seeing the Tenzing flying over. Hmm. If I may put forward a suggestion, Captain. Please. Well, the Jeterans said they found this document in the, uh, in the, the ancient ruins of their settlement when they were digging and doing a miniature excavation. If an away team goes down, potentially we could place scanning sensors and beam a, a layout of the foundations of their settlement up to the ship, send it over a subspace wavelength, and then we can analyse it while staying clear of their orbit so they can't detect us. Might help us to solve one mystery while confronting another one. We still have to send someone down to place the sensors, though. Hmm. I'll keep it in mind as an option. We'll take what long-range scans we can as we travel closer to the planet, and uh, evaluate the feasibility of sending in a covert team. Nice, sir. Either way, though, I uh, I need to update the Admiral before we do anything. Where are our two guests right now? Ensign Connard is looking after them, sir. So, ten forward, I suspect. You took the words right out of my mouth, Doctor. Well, I haven't forgotten my introductory tour of the ship. <laughs> I like the idea that Johnny's getting a reputation as... <laughs> <laughs> that guy who shows the holodeck in ten forward, and that's your lot. <laughs> well, I'm just hoping that this time he wasn't uh, discussing security details. <laughs> Showing them his sick moves. <laughs> well, or flexing. <laughs> so, uh, I was going to say that uh, this captain sort of raises a bit of an eyebrow, as does uh, Commander Talin as well. That's a fairly busy part of the ship. Uh, let's hope he's taking good care of them. And then we smash cut to Johnny. What's going on, Johnny? Okay. <laughs> so Johnny, on the way out, has uh, he's been quite cordial to these two Tamarians. Dratirans. Dratirans, sorry. Um, what What's their demeanour like? Are they, are they kind of meek? Are they, uh, what, what, they're pretty meek. They're, they're quite... Um, I mean, this is all very new to them. As we sort of alluded to earlier, a lot of the sort of things they're seeing are kind of sort of magic-like technology. Um, 
you know that i mean you're not really showing them holodecks or anything like that as you said but at the same time like this is they're quite clearly they know they're in a place far beyond what they're used to um i mean you weren't present in the briefing <laughs> the original briefing mm-hmm. um so you you wouldn't have the the biggest of sort of pictures i guess of what their sort of general technology level is like but it's safe to say it's far below how things are on the tensing so they're, they're kind of a little bit sort of sticking close to each other and they're quite wide-eyed and sort of meek they're not like striding around like haha we, we've made it aboard mm-hmm. or anything like that they're sort of they're sticking fairly close to you and close to each other and just sort of they're not luddites though like they they i mean they've got to come from a society that's got like integrated circuitry and that, that kind of level of technology at least surely they're essentially 21st century tech level okay so johnny's been he, he leads them down towards 10 forward and on the way he's asking questions so you you say that you're you, quite a small sect within your uh well what, what, what is your society is there one unified thing that happens on your planet is there a religion uh, yes, the worship of the Lodron is universal. Uh, there are disagreements and many different congregations within the faith, but all worship. Our congregation is not large, uh, only a couple of thousand. Is it fair to say that we might be at turn forward or approaching at this point? Uh, sure, why not? Okay, so Johnny leads them in. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking I could perhaps get you some food and drink. And... Uh, well, and he leads them in and kind of does the gesture of like, welcome to the room and gestures towards his window <laughs> yeah, there's a, fair, there's a fair few people in here um, this evening, it's not packed but it's um, there's a few people here and this is the first time the ship has dropped out of warp for a few days, so people are kind of like Ooh, you know, some of them having the same, same idea of you, like, oh, let's go look out the window um, and get a drink while we're at it kind of thing mm-hmm. Maybe not as informed as you as to what's going on, but um, you were able to. Yeah, you were able to get a table. I would say. Uh, so can so can I get you guys anything? They they whisper briefly to each other for a second. Uh, this kind of close conferencing thing with each other that you've sort of noticed them doing a lot. Water would be fine. Uh, thank you. Oh, no problem at all. And Johnny gets up and goes to the bar. I was going to say as, as you you kind of you kind of looking at them as as you go and that they they kind of are very much sort of shrinking into a corner kind of thing not like they're they're still a little bit wide-eyed is what i mean more than anything yeah. else and kind of sticking to themselves kind of thing i can see it yeah uh so johnny goes to the bar and uh oh can i get um well three waters why not pushing the uh pushing the boat out tonight then uh ensign oh well i'm looking after uh two uh unusual guests here and he kind of gestures over his shoulder towards the Draterans. Uh, the, the barman, uh, Pringle, um, the, who you come to know quite well, Betazoid, he kind of, uh, he looks over your shoulder at them, he sort of frowns a second. They uh, seem pretty, uh, a little bit, little bit jumpy um, there, Ensign. Um, Between you and me, they're, uh, they're kind of new to all of this. They're, uh, they've just finished first, uh, their first flight into space. Wow. Um, so you're saying this is a first contact thing? Yeah, I've, I've been assigned with looking after them. And he kind of looks quite proud of himself for a second. Big uh, big responsibility there, Ensign. Um, 
Do you think this calls for ice and a slice of lemon with this water? Well, I don't know about the lemon for our guests, but why not for me? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's got the replicate. I guess he replicated the water. Yeah. He's <laughs> replicated three and he puts a bit of ice in each and a little slice of lemon on the side of yours. Well, better treat him well. Um, sort of looks around. No other, no other senior staff taking taking care of them. No, no, just me. And Johnny picks up the glasses and kind of jolly, like merrily goes off, goes off. back towards the desk. <laughs> absolutely not picking up any factor of like, should he be doing this? Is this the right move? Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> um, and yeah, he he wanders back over to the table, plops down the glasses, and says. Um, Oh, uh, these these are quite cold. I don't know if that's to your taste. That is preferred. Uh, thank you. Uh, I, I I am sorry. We we do not know your name. Oh, I'm Ensign Connor. You can call me Johnny. Very well, uh, Ensign uh, Connor Johnny. Thank you. Oh, um, I'll forget about it. Um, well. Let me show you. I mean, this is one of my favourite spots on the ship. And he kind of gestures out towards the window. I mean, as you can see, the uh, the ship we have here is uh, quite something. We've come a long way since uh, the kind of ship that you've built. It is most impressive, yes. Um, would it be possible, at Ensign Connor Johnny, to not be quite so close to the viewport? It is, uh, it is quite in, quite intimidating. Oh, um, my apologies. Uh, I, I, I didn't even think. Um, oh, of course. Um, let, let's move over back towards the bar. And uh, he kind of helps gather up the drinks for them and moves them over to a table that's uh, a little bit more suitable for their taste, or at least what he thinks will be. Yeah, they sort of shuffle along after you quite quickly getting away from the window, I would say. <laughs> you... I don't know, how perceptive is Johnny? Like, how are you for sort of picking up subtext and stuff? I mean, we know he's not great at picking up quite a lot of subtext. Um, yeah, he's, he's pretty bad. I mean, they, these guys don't look like they're having a terrible time, do they? I mean, they've been maintaining pretty much the same demeanour throughout. Yeah, it's been pretty much the same demeanour throughout. Um, but I'd say there may be, I mean... You know, it's a it's a completely new species to you, so you don't know all of the subtleties of like facial expressions in that. But you would say that maybe they seem a little bit relieved to not be next to a giant but fairly thin um, piece of material separating them from the vacuum of space. They seem a little bit a little bit relieved, I would say. Um, okay. Bearing in mind, this is a species that has maybe like as a species has not had that many space flights in general, and they've just come off of their first warp flight. And in a in a vessel that they made themselves, and thinking back, you can quite clearly picture the not particularly big viewports on the their ship that they came from, but also fairly thick viewports. I think as as much as Johnny is like a like he, he loves Starfleet and all that. Yeah, and I don't know that his first contact protocol knowledge isn't that great yeah. this is kind of like johnny's idea of kicking back and having like hey we're relaxing right like i want to show you guys a good time this is where i go this is how we do it johnny's not a diplomat yeah exactly it's, yeah. it's 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 he probably shouldn't have been given this role no but yeah probably not <laughs> but here we are <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> I gotta go to the bridge. But he's friendly. He's friendly. And he's easygoing. And, and he was he's easy to talk to. Yeah, and he was already and in the room. So it's there's fine. all these positives. <laughs> Asking pertinent questions. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, you are getting information. You just yeah. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so you're able to move to a, a closer a table closer to the bar, um, and the uh, the. Barman catches your eye and gives you a sort of like a everything going okay kind of look. Trying to kind of gives a half-hearted smile and shrugs a little bit and sits down with the Traterans. So yeah, they, they sit down and the, you see them both put their backs to the um, the viewports at this point, so they're just looking in. In in you know they're maybe trying to convince themselves that there isn't a giant window behind them, but they do seem to be a little bit more at ease here. Johnny uh, kind of awkwardly sits there in silence while they sit there war kind of smiling at them like hmm are we having a good time <laughs> like he doesn't really know what to say to them you have just generally been getting this vibe that these guys aren't really that big on asking questions of you guys really they, they came here with the preconception that they would be talking to the Loldren their gods really Okay. And it's kind of thrown off their worldview a little bit to be greeted by um, the, the Tenzing and be told pretty much straight away, like, oh, no, we're not the Lordran, despite, you know, basically being raised to be like, uh, we are, you know, <laughs> with the what they thought was the sacred letters and things, and here you are with them, and you're like, oh, no, no, we're not gods, don't worry about it. I don't know. They're not really in shock, but they're, mm-hmm. they're not... They didn't particularly... They're not giving off a particularly inquisitive air, I will say. Okay. So, for about the time it took you to describe that, Johnny's been sat silently, <laughs> smiling kind of awkwardly, and shooting a glance occasionally to the barman, as if to say, like, oh, I'm slowly dying here. And the smile is becoming a bit weaker. Yeah. And eventually just goes, so, um, about that Laldron. <laughs> They, they sort of, you see them sort of unconsciously make like a sort of sign across their chest of sort of, you, and you don't know what it means or anything. Johnny kind of really snaps together a little bit and says, um, sorry, um, if I mention that name, um, are you in, inclined or, or I, I don't want to say forced, but is it, it part of your rituals to do that, if I say that word? Do, oh, oh, I see. Yes, uh, the Lordran are to be praised. I see. So, how how long has the um, the Lordran been praised on your planet? How, how how long is this? I mean, I I don't know if this is blasphemy potentially, but was there a time before the Lordran? What what's the story, and origin of this? You, you catch. Uh, I was gonna. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was gonna say do an insight check, but I think you would catch this anyway. Uh, as you say this, there is a, a quick frown on both their faces before they kind of almost like the internal thought of like no that is blasphemy but then realizing oh no but he, he's not from, you know he would he wouldn't know and um um says uh, the Loldren have always been they created all of us see and that that speaking stone as you called it um did, did that allow you to communicate with the Loldren no the stone was found with the revelation itself and uh, was mentioned within it it was to allow us to speak to the Lordran, yet it brought us to you um, it is the only part of our vessel which was gifted to us uh, 
We know of no other. But there was nothing else with this speaking stone. It was simply named that, but you've never communicated with the Laldron. Uh, no. Uh, the Laldron are on high, uh, as you might say, and it is for the High Priest to interpret their wishes for us. Hmm. This is very interesting. I mean, not for nothing. I suppose you're already heavily involved with this, but the document that you brought with you, it, it features a particular symbol that to our culture means quite a lot. And it, it's quite unbelievable that you've uncovered this because its age seems inexplicable. Is, what's the history of the place that you, you found this? Is there, is there something more to the ruins? Why, why were you uncovering things there? The area was being cleared for more farmland, and uh, the ruins of Old Theldon were discovered during this. Uh, while excavating the ruins, uh, that was when the, uh, the Revelation and the Speaking Stone were first discovered. But there's no, no talk, no, no history to this place that would be significant to this discovery. Not as far as we know, no. Theldon uh, was just a small town which was lost uh, many centuries ago. Uh, now it is the home of our congregation. Hey. Well, I, uh, I'm sorry that I've, I've, I've perhaps badgered you a little bit with so many questions. Is there anything at all that I can tell you about our culture and the way that we live? As you can see, we're, we're quite an advanced society compared to your own, I suppose. Um, what is a badger? A badger? You, you, you badgered, you say you badgered us. What, what is badger? Oh, I'm, my, my apologies. Um, I didn't even think it's a, it's a creature, a small aggressive creature from my home planet. Well, not my home planet, but the planet that my race comes from, originally. They're known for being quite aggressive. Um, and I suppose we use the turn of phrase to sort of mean that when people are questioning quite a lot, that they might be badgering people. There... There are not any aboard your vessel, are there, uh, Ensign Connor Johnny? Um, they, they sound most fearsome. No, certainly not. No, no. Now we don't keep that kind of thing on the ship. See them a little bit of a look of relief across their face. Okay, so yeah, Johnny's picked that up at least. And uh, oh, I'm I'm very very sorry. No, my my apologies. I I don't mean to confuse at all. Um, uh, and he kind of takes an awkward sip of his drink and looks at the two of them, kind of wishing that this would just end to some extent. <laughs> no, let's keep going. <laughs> So, um, well, can I get you anything to eat, or um, are, you, are you happy with your drinks? Have they drank much? They're, yeah, they've been kind of slowly sort of sipping their way down the, the glasses as they go, so they're about halfway through a glass of water. Um, they seem fairly contented with that. Um, we do not know what food you would have of ours. Well, that's a good question. I, I don't want to poison these guys. I was careful with the lemon. <laughs> I, I don't... <laughs> Well, I mean, you, you could try a few things and just have the doctor on standby. 
<laughs> there's got to be something. If we, perhaps if I could take them down to Medbay and we could get a scan done and find out what their biological profile is, is so that we know like what the safe proteins and that kind of stuff are to, to to give them, and then we can kind of try. Like, here's something that might taste good to you. Like, oh, smell there was it. A, I would say from the um, the stuff leak science expedition, the, we could say that they've probably got a full scan somewhere on record. Okay. Maybe not of individual f- foods, but rather than having to drag them all the way down to Medbay again. Oh, okay. So, well, I guess Johnny will have a go at the replicator then. Yeah. And we'll say, well, let, let me have a try with our computer here. You'd be surprised at what it might be able to pull out. We'll Let me see what we can get. And he, he wanders over to it and says, Computer, um, could you pull up any files and information that we have about Dratirin physiology and uh, let try and produce some kind of dish or something that might be adequate for uh, their nutritional needs. Working. A few seconds later, the um, the screen sort of scrolls and uh, it says, so several sort of options appear on the screen, basically, as the computer sort of presents to you things that might, that it thinks will be compatible at least. Um. The, um, the bartender, Pringle, has wandered back over as well. You sort of not watching over your shoulder, but it's sort of a little bit kind of paying attention in a kind of what are you up to there? It's sort of look, not interrupting or anything, you know, you're perfectly within your rights to use a replicator, but um, his, yeah. his presence is known though yeah. to Johnny like it's felt behind him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Johnny acknowledges him and goes oh hey Pringle, um, I'm just trying to find something that I could serve to uh, our guests here um, that we don't really know that much about them, but I'm, I'm, the computer's just trying to figure out if we could perhaps find something that would be appropriate for them. Well, the computer would know better than, than I am. I can't say I've uh, ever um, served... What What did you say they were called? Dratirans. Dratirans, okay. It's a new one on me. You'll have to uh, you have to let me know what you come up with. Uh, I don't want, to be, uh, don't want to be caught out again. <laughs> oh, let's see what we get. Johnny gets a wild idea. Hit me with the wild idea. Can we make this food look like any other food, even though it's composed of something that's appropriate for these aliens? Yes, 100%. Cool. Let's make them some hot dogs. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. Because this is something that Johnny likes. This is yeah. like kind of a good old Earth specialty. Yeah. How are you asking for it? Um, computer, um, could you uh, shape this food and uh, make it appear to look like classic American hot dogs. You know the style that I like. Affirmative. The replicator cycles, it's, um, goes through its procedure, and a plate of hot dogs appears in front of you. Johnny picks up the, uh, the plate of hot dogs and gives it a deep sniff. Mm-hmm. And does it smell appetizing at all? Not really to you. Okay. It, it's a bit, there's not a lot of flavor. It's a little bit sharp. Okay. Computer, are these safe for me to eat? Warning. Protein configuration unsuitable for human consumption. Okay. Could you um, make a plate of hot dogs from my uh, my favourites menu? Affirmative. And it cycles again, and it's another plate of hot dogs appears. Okay. And Indistinguishable Johnny... from the ones that you're already holding. <laughs> I'm not trying to set anything up there. Neither am I. Johnny intentionally keeps his plate in his left hand. Okay. And the plate of the other ones in the right hand. And he, uh, he kind of shrugs to Pringle and goes, well, here goes nothing. And takes him over to the table and puts the plate down in front of the Dratirans. 
and uh, sits down with his own plate. Says, "Well, I've uh, I've made some food for you guys. Um, I know this might look a little bit unusual to you. I've I've made it appear to be like one of my favourite foods, just for I don't know cultural exchange. Let's call it. Um, so perhaps have a have a sniff. Let me know what you think. Have a little taste." They sort of um, they lean forward, kind of quite. In- Again, this is the most inquisitive you've you've seen them really. Sort of you know, gives them a sort of a, a little poke, and then sort of sees how you're. Are you are you picking up your own ones? Sort of mm. they kind of look up at you as like to say like, what do we do here? Because you've brought no cutlery or anything. Um, Johnny, yeah, Johnny's picked one up and gives him a big smile and uh, takes a big old bite. Okay, <laughs> they they kind of exchange a glance. But, one sort of nudges the other one <laughs> the one that got nudged picks one up and sort of a little bit sort of tentatively sort of gives it a sniff and um, before, and then just sort of takes a small bite on the end there and seems seems okay, turns the other says uh, it uh, it tastes like Villara crackers uh, sort of and the other one picks up, picks up another hot dog and they, they both kind of Again, they're, they're sort of tentative about it. They're not kind of like, oh, cool, and digging in sort of thing. But they are, mm. yeah, they, they they do eat. And, and uh, yeah, they're sort of a little bit, um, yeah. They don't seem displeased with them, I'd say. Okay. Uh, well, Johnny's going to tuck in and enjoy his hot dogs alongside them and kind of smile throughout. Again, kind of like taking the opportunity that this fills the op- awkward silence quite nicely he, like he doesn't have to talk because mm. they're supposed to be eating. Yeah. um and yeah that's if, if you're willing to end I, the I was gonna say, let's, <laughs> i was about to say probably by this point the uh the conference room meeting is wrapped up and that is the uh, captain has returned to his uh, his ready room um with uh words of conferring with the admiral um so, uh, Irila and uh, Ray and Murphy, where are you going? What are you doing? I think the biggest thing is probably going to be trying to sound out what our guests think of maybe scanning their home settlement. Mm. But I'm not entirely sure whether we should be doing that yet or how to do that diplomatically. Yeah. I mean, the ship is basically holding its... It, it's kind of... You're sort of almost, like... Compared to, like, the speed that the ship can can go, you're essentially just drifting towards their home planet lazily at the moment. You could get yeah. there in, like, five minutes, or less than five minutes if you wanted to. Yeah, it kind of feels like we're in a holding pattern at the moment. Pretty much, yeah. Actually, I think uh, Commander Rila is going to try and take the rest of, like, the next couple of hours off. Mm-hmm. Um, which she does best by not being around anyone because empath. Yeah, and fair enough. It gets really overpowering. Hmm. Um, so she's gone to one. She goes to one of the holodeck um, and has a, a Zen garden to sit and meditate in sure. by herself. Is this a program that you've made yourself, or is this like a? Or have you got like a sort of stock? What you've just said, like computer, make me a Zen garden, or is this like? one of your personal programs um I'll probably leave it up to the computer to decide okay um that way it could be any variation hmm so it's it's the same but not the same sure okay what planet would you like it to be on 
somewhere warm. Somewhere warm. Okay. Yeah. Balkans are classically. Yeah, I was, oh, yeah, I yeah. was just about to say it? that. And it seems like a good place to meditate. Yeah. A Zen garden on Vulcan. Yeah. Yeah, that works. Sure. Yeah. So the holodeck doors open, and stepping in from the corridor, you find yourself atop a rocky spire. Uh, would you say Arena's visited Vulcan before? I mean, I, I guess there's a there's probably re- there's a reason that she's she's picked Vulcan. I would say so. She's been in Starfleet for quite a few years mm-hmm. at this point. So yeah, yeah, she's, I'm sure she's been to Vulcan at some point. Yeah. So so yeah, I mean, you you recognise around you the unmistakable uh, red sort of sandstone landscape of Vulcan, kind of stretching all to to all the horizons. Um, in the centre of the spire on which you stand, set into the surface of the rock, but just a couple of centimetres down, is a perfectly circular, immaculately tended area of sand, uh, which has been raked into interlocking ripples and spirals, uh, with a single flat-topped rock at its centre. There is just the faintest of breezes, and not a single other person to be seen. It's, uh, it's quite peaceful. First thing, I will go and collect uh, some small stones mm-hmm. and then sit them in a circle around me um, then sit in the circle and essentially just like let enough, like most of the thoughts and things just kind of power down and um, let the empath barriers down. It takes energy to keep the empath barriers up Yeah, but I don't have to here No, no. So everything just kind of relaxes eases out Mm. Um, and she'll stay like that um, until she feels completely calm and relaxed again Mm. I mean you could even have if you'd like you could even have this be in one of the smaller sized holodecks on the same same deck of the ship as the sick bay which you know aren't used quite as much yeah that that sounds like a, a good idea yeah so yeah you're able to get a couple of hours in there easily um I feel like you were called in, like, when this all started, you weren't on shift anyway, were you? You were called away from um, a mixer. <laughs> yeah, 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 I just got randomly dragged in. Yeah, and it was uh, yeah. it just a lot of busy things happened quite at once, and um, you sort of were dragged along. So, yeah, you were, you were able to um, meditate safely in the knowledge that sickbay itself is still being manned and everything, and, uh, yeah, you are, you are free to take your time here. Um, Murphy, what are you? What about you? What What are you doing after the uh, conference uh, finishes? I'd imagine that Murphy would probably do the same because I think they were on shift when all of this started. Yes. So I'd I imagine so. that she'd probably she'd be off shift as well. Mm. Um, in that case, she would likely go get something to eat and then she'd probably return to her quarters because she's been around people all day as well. Mm. Um, so she's like probably likely to sit down with a book and a glass of wine. Sure. <laughs> just just, a, just an evening in. Off. It's fine. <laughs> just an evening in. Yeah. 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 I mean, you're able to do that. No trouble at all. Um, I mean, she'd probably check on Connor and see how the the. Ter- um, well, I was leaving that up to you whether you wanted to do that or not. That was what I was sort of. Yeah. yeah actually, she'll call on Connor. Okay. Um. Or she'll try and find him. Connor, where are you? <laughs> Connor reacts to his comm badge going off. Um, 
Oh, Connor here. Um, oh, I'm in uh, ten forward with our guests. All right, I'll be there in two minutes. Hi, sir. Make my way there. Okay. Yeah, it, yeah. Quick turbo left, ride you down there. You are in the room. You see, um, as you enter, you see uh, Johnny sat with the Deterrents who seem to be eating hot dogs, um, which you weren't quite expecting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sat at a table, which, I mean, you know by now isn't Johnny's usual table as well, so this is all a little bit out of the ordinary. Fairly close to the bar, you can see that Pringle is keeping a, a fairly close eye on them. Um, still behind the bar, kind of doing his doing his thing, but yeah, he's a little, you know, he's, he seems to be slightly hovering, um, although you're not sure that Johnny has picked this up. I'm gonna nod to nod to him and then we go wander over to, to Johnny's table. Mm-hmm. Evening folks. How are we? Oh good evening, uh, Commander Murphy. Um well we're we're doing just fine. How are the hot dogs guys? They are they are most uh, satisfactory, thank you. Sort of go on sort of nibbling on If you're tired at all, have uh, Connor guide you to some quarters, which we have prepared for you. You don't have to force yourself to be sociable if you don't wish to. Connor, good good job for keeping an eye on them. The captain's been informed of everything. Um, We're just waiting on uh, Starfleet to clarify what our next move is. I'm taking the evening off. Well, would you like to join us? No, no, I've, I've a book that's waiting for me, and uh, it's been a bit of a busy day, <laughs> but thank you nonetheless. Um, good night, folks. Right. And then she's going to head back to her quarters. Mm. One of the deterrents, as you sort of say, it's been a long day. Sort of says, "We, we would appreciate the uh, quarters you have prepared for us, sir, Ensign Connor Johnny." Um, it has been a long day for us too. Oh well, certainly. Let me uh, let me take you to your quarters. And Johnny kind of grabs the well. No, he's not going to grab the remaining plates because that's the job <laughs> of Pringle, I suppose. He kind of nods towards Pringle to let them know that they're getting up and leaving. Pringle sort of nods back. So um, I will see you later, Ensign. Um, he nods to the Jeterians. It was a pleasure to to meet you. It's sort of not slightly about inclining their heads back to him. Um, Murphy, as you as you walk out, Pringle sort of uh, catches your eye and sort of raises eyebrows a little bit and like a sort of I don't know how to describe it, like a kind of this is un this is unusual sort of uh, <laughs> um, expression. I guess is the best way I could put it. Um, Murphy is yeah. just gonna cast him a look back and be like, oh, "This whole ship is unusual <laughs> some days." <laughs> <laughs> Given the look of, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, yeah, Murphy, you're able to you're able to make your way back to your quarters. Easy, no problem. The book and wine are calling. Yes, yes, they are. <laughs> um, let's say, Johnny, you are able to. Uh, yeah, there, there is a set of uh, guest quarters prepared for them on deck five, VIP guest accommodations. Um, there is a, it's a full suite for them. Well, Johnny's going to take them up then, and remain in pretty awkward silence for the entire time, <laughs> unless they've got something to say. No, they. Um, I mean, they, you've kind of gauged from this point they're quite guarded with their words and such as they go. Um, 
and uh, yeah, it's, it's almost it's it's a quick trip anyway. You're basically, getting in a turbo lift, going up a couple of floors, and then you're you're there. Yeah, it, it's got that kind of air about it of like Johnny's quite full at this point and quite tired, and. <laughs> kind of wants the day to be over it's been put in mind because he's seen his commanding officer like clocking off for the day so he's it's kind of got that vibe of like a drive home at the end of a very long day when you've gone out somewhere and it's just quiet mm. <laughs> and he takes them back and yeah um so yeah you, you get them to the, the vip guest quarters and uh show them in it's it's a quite nice suite it's much nicer than your room actually the perks of being a vip and not an, an ensign uh sharing a room with uh with bonge um, but uh, yeah, they uh, they seem um, again that sort of the, the luxury of a huge room on a spaceship. I think hasn't quite sunk into them, or at least it's sort of like such a unheard of thing for them. Really, you know, it was quite cramped in their in their ship. And um, yes, they they thank you, and um, you are left in the corridor. What are you doing? Are you walking away? Are you leaving them in there? What's the uh... Um, well, I, Johnny would have shown them the amenities and sort of like how to like do things in the room mm. as best as possible. Um, and yeah, has left them and is now yeah he's he's pooped out. It's time to go home. Yeah, let us go back to quarters and uh, if, assuming it's the end of the shift. Sure, you can leave the room unguarded, I guess. Um, I mean, my my commanding officer's clogged off for the day. That's so. true. Yeah, yeah. No, no orders given there. I mean, who um, who does it go to then? Should I? <laughs> should, should, I guess I should clock in with somebody. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the second in command would be Lieutenant Soter, which is uh, um, Murphy's second. Okay. So Johnny hits his comm badge and calls Soter and says, uh, "Ensign Connaught to Lieutenant Soter." Go ahead, Connaught. Uh, I've just dropped off the uh, Draterans to their room. Is there anything else that you need me to do before I uh, end my shift today? Uh, just stay there for a moment, would you? I'll organise uh, some crewmen to relieve you and stand guard. Uh, we ought not leave them uh, unattended. Aye, sir. And Johnny kind of takes a stance to the side of the door, like security officer stance. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to wait long. Uh, you only stood there for maybe five minutes uh, before you see a pair of security officers uh, coming along the corridor towards you. Uh, you recognise them as uh, your subordinates, uh, crewman Teth, an Andorian female, and crewman Draper, a human male, uh, who greets you as they approach. Sir, you understand what? Steps out of position and allows them to take theirs. Yeah. Um, look after these guys. They're quite timid. Yes, sir. They take up sort of places either side of the door, just sort of standard kind of. We're on watch. This is this is guess going to be our job for the next few hours. <laughs> sort of standing there, kind of job. Johnny goes back to his bunk then. Okay, oh, from there just uh, heads home. Alrighty. Uh, so Ray, what are you? Uh, what are you doing after the um, after the conference? Okay, so uh, yeah, Ray has headed back down to his quarters. Mm-hmm. And winding down at the end of the day, he puts uh, his pad on a table mm-hmm. as he walks in. And then he goes into what is essentially the bedroom area, sits down on the end of the bed. And he takes in a deep breath. Computer, what is the current star date? The current start date is 55076.87. I walk over to a kind of small-ish casket 
that's on a small sort of raised side table opposite the bed. Mm-hmm. Open it up. He, I reach in and I pick up a climber's axe, which is starting to show its age. It's rusty. Handles it for a minute. And then puts his hat, puts a free hand to the back of his neck and just says to himself every year without fail and he puts it back down and says I really should speak to a doctor and closes the casket that's going to do it for this episode uh, we'll be back in two weeks time on Thursday March 10th with the continuation of this story and we hope you'll all join us for that uh, in the meantime you can find all the links to everywhere that we are online at pretendingwithdice.com uh, so for now that's our show we hope you all enjoyed it we'll see you next time <laughs>